Hello, and welcome to Launch Legends, the only podcast focused exclusively on the stories behind internet marketing's biggest and best launches. Each week, we sit down with an online marketing expert to tell the story of one of their launches, what went well, what didn't, and how much cash they made. And now, your host, Hamad Akbar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Launch Legends. Today, we're joined by Bernard of Aluga. Aluga is currently doing $1 million in revenue, but they're projected to do $5 to $10 million in the next 12 months. So they're growing very, very, very fast. Bernard has a completely different way of building his business and his product. Rather than building his product with user feedback, he actually completely ignores them and follows his vision. That's obviously served him well because he has around 15,000 users at the moment. He also shares some guerrilla tactics on how he took his website's traffic from 20,000 unique visitors a month to millions per month within 12 months. But before we continue, if you're listening to this on a podcast, please rate and leave a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, rate and leave a review. Hey, Bernard, thank you for being on the show. So uh, I know you guys are doing about one million right now, but you're rapidly growing and you're projected to do about 10 million, five to 10 million next year. You've got 14,000 customers. So I would love to know your background and how you actually started Luga, your company. Hey, Helen, nice to having you. Nice to having me here. Um, yeah, actually, we have a lot of plans for revenue for next year and growing. And we already had this plan for this one last year. So let me first start where I come from or where Aluga comes from, mm -hmm. and then I'll talk about growth, okay? Actually, um, long, long, long ago, I invented an operating system, which was kind of successful around the world, mm -hmm. and then we got kicked out of business and I lost a lot of money. Seriously, a lot of money. What happened? Not to say almost well, actually, we had a CEO who had stolen a lot of money. And once I recognized it and tried to save the company, it was, in the end, it was too much. And I lost about 10 million. So I lost all I ever had. <laughs> um, so after that, I went into music business. One second, I'm sorry. Fine. Thank you, Tom. So, sorry. I went into music business because some guys, some famous German musicians asked me to manage them. And I said, well, you know, I ran a software company with 200 employees. I might be able to manage a musician. Mm -hmm. Actually, I did it for quite a while. And they always asked me, oh, you were, you went operating system. You were in software business. Could you help me with my Mac? And I always helped them. And I said, oh, that's so annoying. You always ask me the same two questions. So I'm going to do a video for you. Mm -hmm. And I did a couple of videos on YouTube, and then I just uh, went further. And months later, someone told me, dude, your videos got viewed 40, 50, 100,000 times. I said, what? <laughs> Why? So I went and I said, oh my gosh, people watch my videos so often. So I started this business with video. I started a project called Hotori, how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I got millions of views and thousands of subscribers and bigger company contacted me and said, man, the way you explain your videos, we love this. You explain science, physics, engineering, bricklaying, mm -hmm. concrete, whatever I love to do, I explained to the people. And 
after a while, I became an official YouTube partner in a time where it was not easy to become a YouTube partner. It was in 2008. Mm-hmm. So, and I started my video business and I did it for quite a while. I did about five to 600 videos in two years on my own. So when you say video business, people, uh, when you say video business, what were you actually selling? Were you just putting out videos and making money from ads? Yes, money from ads. People had product placement. So I made about, it was crazy. I made about thirty to 40000 a year just on my own. I was sitting at home, starting early in the morning, did a couple of videos, and then I had no more fun to do it. And I just went ahead with someone else after, uh, after lunch or so. And I just did it because I had fun on it. Right. And actually, after a while, people asked me to do some English videos. So, And I said, well, you know, I have a German channel. I can understand that it's limited because it's German. So my my the reach of my audience is obviously limited. Mm-hmm. And I started to figure out how to do them in English. And in this time, my English was so horrible. It's still horrible, but at this time, it was like really German English. It was so crazy. Anyway, I tried it. And then I said, okay, I started with subtitling. And in this time, I said, oh, subtitling is so difficult. It's so weird to get subtitles on this video. And it was annoying. Like, I was like, look, read, read, look, read, look, read, look. I was, it was impossible to follow the video. And then I was sitting at home watching Seinfeld in English. And my wife came in and said, oh, could you switch to German? And I said, yeah, sure. So I switched to German. I said, hey, I just switched the language. It's so obvious. I do it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, that doesn't work on YouTube. That's so stupid. Why not? Mm-hmm. So I tried to figure out a way in 2011 how I could do my video in different languages. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. So I always had to upload a new language, a new video for a new language. And it was just the audio, you know, it was so stupid. Mm-hmm. And in 2012, I had the, with my investor, we already had a company together with some other guys. And we wanted to do a prototype mm-hmm. for my idea, the vision of Aluga. And so one of those guys said, okay, for a prototype, it needs about 180,000 euros and takes us six months. And then we decided not to do it because we said, okay, it might be too expensive, takes too long, maybe it doesn't work out as we expect. So I came home very frustrated. And then I was sitting in my living room and my son Nicholas came in. He was 15 at this time. And he said, hey, Dad, what's going on? I said, well, you know, I have this idea with this multilingual video, blah, blah, blah. But I have no idea how to develop it. I, I'm not a web developer. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't get in. I'm so frustrated about it. And it takes six months. It costs 180,000 euros. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. And then he said, hey, actually, you know what? I like the idea. I said, yeah, me too, of course. So a week later, I remember it was Champions League. Bayern Munich played versus Real Madrid. I will never forget. And he came into the living room and he said, hey, dad, do you have a minute? I said, dude, I'm watching football. Hello? Mm-hmm. No. He said, well, just give me a minute. So he opened his MacBook and he opened the browser and he started a video on YouTube and he switched the language. And I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> he said, well, that was your idea. I said, holy shit, who did that? That's exactly what I wanted. He said, well, because it is your idea. I did it for you. I said, what do you mean? I told you last week on Thursday, I would love to do this. And today's Tuesday. He said, yeah, I took the weekend to hack something for you. It's not perfect, but it's kind of working already. Did he used to do development before or he just learned it in a week? 
Yes, he started with 12. He already started to sell software in the App Store with 13. Oh, wow. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this is exactly what I wanted. And this is how Aluga started. So I, I worked on it all the time. And I left this other company because we were always in fights. And a year later, in 2013, mid end 2013, the other guy from the other company, the main investor, called me and said, Hey, Bern, are you still working on this Aluga thing? I said, Yeah, of course, man. I love this vision. And he said, how is it going? I said, well, you know, I'm not rich. So whenever I make money with my videos, after half a day, I start working on Aluga. Mm-hmm. And then he said, oh, I would love you to come to my office and then show me how it works. I love this vision so much. So I went to his office and I will never forget because, you know, it's such a hassle to get investments and talk to investors. Mm-hmm. And I went into the office and we were sitting in there and he said, hey, let's wait for my dad. His dad at this time was 72. And I said, well, sure, whatever you want. So his dad came in and said, hey, buddy, how are you? And I said, hey, mister, how are you? He said, so you want to show us something? I said, well, I don't know, yes. So I presented the product. At this time, it was way further. We had an upload of things like this, and it still only worked on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then after 10 minutes, he said, wow, I'm 72 and I understand this is a big deal what you're working on. This Because I speak German only. So for me, getting videos in my mother tongue, great deal. Mm-hmm. What do you need? I said, I don't understand. What do you mean? Well, this is a great idea. What do you need? Well, I don't know. Nothing. I need nothing. Uh, so you mean you do not need money? So I have to admit, they are. it's a, it's a rich family, okay? Mm-hmm. And, but very honest and very smart. And mm-hmm. very uh, supportive people. They support a lot of sports in Germany, things like this. They do a lot of donations. Anyway, and I said, well, you know, I only have my two to three thousand a month, so I tried to reinvest it. I cannot do base jumps, uh-huh. but I can do steps to get my product done. He said, wow, so you're not asking for money? I said, Honestly, I don't understand what you're talking about. Your son called me. I came in and I presented the product because we're friends. And he's a cool dude. And I thought he wanted to know it. You know, I love this. I said, uh, what do you love? Uh, what if we start with 500? No, what if we start with 800,000? And I said, what do you mean with 800,000? I mean, I'm not stupid, but I can't follow if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, let's we want to do this together with you. Mm-hmm. You're the visionary, you're the brain, we're the people with the money. So let's do it together. We take the risk. And then I got 800,000 investment. So how much, first of all, did you have any users on the platform at that point or you were just building it? No, just, uh, I, I uploaded a lot of videos, but it was just me. And then when but you... The video, got- yeah. 800,000, how much of the company did you have to dilute? Well, actually, we agreed because we're friends. He's taking the risk and the money. I said, okay, you know what? Um, I could try to negotiate with you to squeeze out as much money I could get Mm -hmm. and give you as less uh, on shares, but let's do it together. You take the risk. You put the money in. I lost all my money years before, so I know it's still risky, even if it's just money. Mm-hmm. So we agreed that he, I own 49% of the company, he owns 49% of the company, and our CTO owns 2%. Mm-hmm. 
Great. And I will totally agree on that. Did you have a CTO at that point or you hired him later? Yes, we already had a CTO. Great. So what did you do with all the money, Bernard, after that? So actually, we agreed that the money lasts for one year. And I gave a roadmap what I'd like to develop in that year with the 800,000. Mm-hmm. So in 2016, in May, I went to his office and I said, hey, dude, I need to talk to you. Uh, I became already CEO. I wasn't CEO at the beginning. He was the CEO because I was more the CVO, the visionary. I wanted to focus on the product. And after these two years, I came in in May and I said, listen, Craig, my son wants to study software development and he wants to do it in our company. And it starts in September. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, that's pretty cool. I said, yeah, because he's a genius and he's doing all the the core stuff in Luga. He's still, but I'll come back to that later. And then I said, but look, it's May and we run out of money in six weeks. I mean, it gave out 800,000. It was meant to be for one year. It lasts for two years and we did four times more than we agreed on. So we had an amazing product for 800,000 already. But we are running out of money. So what I would suggest, because you gave the money and we are friends, I'm keeping two or three of the core people in the company I will find new jobs for the others because we have to do this. How many they people work for us? Sorry, sorry, Bernard. How many 16, people? 16 at this time. And how many users did you have for your product at that time? A uh, hundred. Okay. Maybe a hundred. Paying customers Maybe or less. just users, free users? No, customers, but not paying. Okay. We started charging last year in December. Great. Okay. So Exactly, enterprise. That was a different story. Right. But by then, we just had a hundred of smaller customers or right. users right. using a loop of videos. Right. Anyway, so and he looked at me and I said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, listen, it's your money." So, and I respect this, and I cannot expect you to just lose all your money. So, we still have to do some stuff, but I'm trying to sell the product so you get your money back plus the interest. And maybe I get some stuff out and then we're out of business. Mm-hmm. And he said, are you stupid? I said, no, I'm not stupid. I'm just honest because we're friends. Well, listen, dude, we have an amazing product already. And you, you used 800,000. Others would have probably asked for three or four times more mm-hmm. to get the same product done. And I said, so what are we going to do? He said, you know what? Here's the deal. So you get another, what do you need? Two million, three million. Just go on. I said, but do you get more shares? No, no, it's all fine. It's all good. Okay. So what's the deal there? I think. <laughs> uh, are you serious? He said, man, this product can become a game changer. Mm-hmm. I know it. I know your vision. I know these dabbing tools you have. We did not even have this by then. This was just my vision. Mm-hmm. I understand that education is such a big deal for the world. And you can, with Aluga, we can make it possible that everyone in the world can get, get educated in his own mother tongue. Start to understand. It's such a big deal. Just go on. And I said, okay. So that was a five-minute talk. And then I went out and I said, well... Okay, we got a new investment round. So what did you do with that extra money you got, two, three million? What did you do with it? What's the first thing you did? Uh, We changed nothing. We just hired some more people. Okay. So I'm always, I'm complaining a lot to my uh, people in the company. They hate me for that. 
because like, oh, we need to order something. It's 20 bucks. Like, what the fuck is it 20 bucks? I checked on Amazon. It's eight bucks. Like, Are you serious? So I'm really looking where our money goes. I'm very, I mean, I always say this is not my money. That is his money. And I'm so thankful. And now we have 40 people in the company with the way we are and the way I am with my behavior. I make it possible for 40 people to have a job they love. And I would never uh, try to cheat anyone and especially not my investor because he believes in the product and he believes in the people. Mm-hmm. So we just went on. Um, we just hired some more developers. Actually, we're eight developers. So, we're nine. But let's go back. So when you got that funding round, what year was that? 2016, the second one. So... In terms of product roadmap, what did you do? Did you lay out the whole roadmap for the next 12 months or 24 months? Actually, that's so crazy. When I had the idea about Aluga, I created a roadmap with 120 pages within a couple of days. And in 2015, I was creating the Dubber, the DAI, how it should look, the player, how it should work. And I created the concept and... It's so crazy. If you look at a product now and the mock-ups I did in this time, it's nearly 95% of what I had in mind. And it's still going on for the next two years. If I have an accident tomorrow, the staff is busy for the next two years. So, uh, when you created that massive roadmap, um, how were you validating it? Were you doing rapid launches and you were getting new customers to give you feedback? How were you making sure that you were not building... I mean, the the product looks great now. I've looked at it. It looks great. It works really well. But how are you making sure after so long that you were not on the wrong path and you were getting the right feedback? Yes. So there's different options you have as an entrepreneur. One is uh, try to do a customer product and always try to get customer feedback and or buy stuff. Like, um, for example... We needed content on the platform because we're also video hosting and streaming. Yeah. And if you go to Aluga, you get thousands on videos, like from live noggin, household daggers, from many uh, producers. So we needed a lot of data for our AI. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we needed video content. Mm-hmm. And we needed to understand how the product should work. So we could buy uh, data sets for AI. We could produce videos. Mm-hmm. And we could buy customers to use our product, pay people to use the product. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you know what? We need videos, we need data for the AI, and we need to understand the product. We do all in-house. So the people we have, we have a marketing team and we have a translation and dubbing team. We mm-hmm. speak 16 languages in the company. So many of the videos you see dubbed and translated is done by us. Mm-hmm. And... um. Some people think this is arrogant, but I think this is the way to go for me. I almost never listen to other people. I, how can I explain? I'm a visionary person, so I can see how the product should look that it works. And I believe me, I'm complaining every day to my developers. What the fuck is this? I don't understand this bullshit. Why is this stupid button there? I can treat myself like a beginner. I can I can load out my level uh, to understand the product and I click around and I I find all the bugs and I understand how the product works. And this is my way to go is 
I'm quite sure that 90% of what we're doing is what our customers need. Can you give me an example where, actually two examples, one example where you really followed your vision versus opinion from you know people or feedback from customers and that actually worked for you. That example and the completely opposite where you actually followed your vision and it didn't work out, it actually messed up. Actually, if I'm honest, everything we had on the paper and you see on Aluga and I can show you those papers is exactly the vision. Everything we added, people, I had to fight myself because even my employees never understood. Look, I want to have something. You upload a video, it get encoded, you press a button, you get a transcript, you get segment, boom. And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. And now you go to Aluga, you press the button, you get it. And even the people working at Aluga would tell you, this guy was crazy. He told us three years ago, we did not understand. Now we see it. And it's hard because you have to fight for your vision. Actually, people always told us, hey, you have to be focused. Do a blare. Be focused. Don't do anything wrong. I said, this is total bullshit. We are focused. Yeah, but you do a blare. You do dubbing. You do translation. You do this. Yeah, but we are focused. It's like building a, building a soccer team like Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Where should you be focused? On the stadium? On the seats? On the catering? On the green? On the player? It's an entire project. And actually, I never cared if people thought, oh, this guy is an idiot or I don't understand what he's talking about. I have, look, my clear vision is that everyone can understand every video. Even if you're blind, if you're deaf, if you're deaf blind, we want to work on tools, everyone can consume videos. That's our vision. That you get a video online, almost everything gets done by an AI and humans around the world fix it for you within minutes and you reach the entire world. So, Bernard, let's talk about your AI engine. You, uh, before the interview started, we talked about it and you went into detail. Mm. And I was very impressed with it. So let's talk about how the the whole thing is set up, where you have a whole combination of AI plus real humans working alongside each other. So, first of all, we tried to, we had a couple of options for our AI stuff. Let's start with speech-to-text because there's a lot of tools outside. And actually... When we were in the middle of trying a lot of stuff, like from Mozilla or so, we tried to contribute stuff. So whenever we take some open source stuff, we give, uh, uh, we contribute back. And then for us, it turned out that Mozilla, the deep speech stuff they do, we were really not happy about that. And then at this time, Facebook published Wave to Letter. Mm-hmm. So we checked Wave to Letter. And remember when I told you we got all those videos into our own system. Mm-hmm. So we did transcript. We did perfect transcript. We did perfect translation. And it was all 100% accurate. And there was no background noise because mm-hmm. record inside the dubber. So mm-hmm. the data is already online and it has timestamps everything. Mm-hmm. So we, we used Wave to Letter and we trained our own AI. Okay. With all the data we get. And then the problem was that we had, we, we do a lot of video stuff, but it was still not enough. And I said, okay, how could we do that? How could we improve our AI if we do not have enough data? Mm-hmm. There's this chicken egg issue, you know? And I said, you know what? We got some vouchers from big companies. Said, hey, try our product. They gave us vouchers for $10,000, $20,000. So what we did, 
we used all those AIs from those big ones, mm-hmm. which were pretty good, mm-hmm. and then they trained our AI. Right, so you <laughs> used uh, Amazon, Watson, all those, every one of those? Yes, and then we used all this and got it into the system and we trained our own AI and our own, and then those people just fixed the mistakes uh-huh. and our AI gets within minutes, it gets 100% accurate data. Wow, wow. that's really great. <laughs> So, Bernard, how many, how many users do you have active users at the moment? Currently, we have registered 14,830 users. This was this morning. Uh, it might be more now, uh-huh. um, but it's around this number. It's about almost 15,000. What's the breakdown between the free users and the paid users? Um, so we have a, a bunch of enterprise users. They use uh, Aluga as a white label solution. Mm-hmm. Um, they pay between seven hundred uh, and two thousand euros a month. Wow. Okay. And then we have influencer customers. They pay two hundred bucks a month. There's also a bunch of them. And then we have the small business customers. They pay uh, thirty nine euros a month. Mm-hmm. That's quite some of them. Because to say, okay, we want to use two or three languages. We need an hour of videos a month or two hours. I don't exactly remember. Um, so, and we have about, I would say about 8,000 to 9,000 free users probably. Okay. So how did you build such a massive user base? Uh, I know you, you, you're doing a promotion on AppSumo, and we'll talk about that in a second. But prior to that, I'm sure you still have a large user base. How did you build that over time? So this is crazy. Um, we had about 20,000 unique visitors per month last year of February, March. And I said, oh my gosh, 20,000 unique visitors per month. It's crazy. And then, I mean, it's stupid. It's a joke. That's probably a YouTube in a millisecond. <laughs> but then we started, um, we said, okay, the product is rocking solid now. Streaming is working quite well. The player is fast. We have CDN around the world. So we need to start marketing. Mm-hmm. And then we started um, to so, create Bernard, marketing. Bernard, so, I'm sorry. Uh, how are you getting those 20,000 unique visitors a month? Were you doing SEO, content marketing, or any paid advertisement, or anything like that? No, just so. I don't know how we got them. We have 400 followers on Facebook because we don't care about Facebook. Um, yeah, seriously, I hate Facebook. Okay. So we don't care if we have followers there or not. And we had those 20,000 users a month. I don't know where they came from. Well, actually, I mean, yeah, seriously, I don't know where they came from. We just had them, which was pretty cool. I think um, I would imagine that because it. your product was very sticky, the engagement rate was very high. So whoever came on, yes. on the product for such a long time that Google loved it, they were like, okay, this site is very relevant. And you got free free love from Google, basically, a lot of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think so. So, And then we started to create marketing strategies. I had this idea, for example, you know, there's archive.org. Yeah. And archive.org archives a lot of videos. And I love classic movies. Mm-hmm. Classic movies are, it's, it's, um, it's time history. You know, when we started with movies up today, it's like black and white movies. And I started the project for education and classic movies. Mm-hmm. So, but they all have to be multilingual. 
for example, you know Dracula? Yeah. The movie is from 1934. Uh, it's yeah, in 12 really? languages. But you will find it in, in English only, probably. If you go to Aluga, you find it in all those languages, multilingual. Ah, okay. Yeah. And it's, it's viewed about 100, 150,000 times. So there is about one or 2,000 classic movies like this we collect on Aluga. We re-digitalize the, the audio, we uh, fix it, and then we put it multilingual on Aluga. What happened then? Besides those education and other videos, we started marketing campaigns on volume and uh, propeller ads and things like this. And then in June, we had 100,000 users in a uh, month. Sorry, That's Bernard. Sorry, I need to go back. The, the first strategy you talked about is actually sounds very good. Let's talk about that. So first of all, how are you pulling the data from uh, archive.org? Were you, did you have an you know, automated API access or something like that? No, actually, the problem on those movies is that they are not, most of the time, they do not have a good quality. They're noisy, the audio is not good. So actually, beside all my work, and I can tell you I have over 7,000 over hours on top of my regular work since we started Aluga. On the weekends, I sit here with a Blu-ray uh, drive, and I rip all those uh, public domain classic movies. I buy those DVDs and Blu-rays. And then I, I, I rip them onto the system and I clean them up, I fix them, and I upload them to Aluga. How do you clean them so up? This, is that something you do through Aluga or you just use different applications? Yeah, actually, I do this offline. Uh, I have different applications for this. Right. Um, the point is we get emails from Mexico everywhere, like Bonanza or uh, Westerns, and people are so impressed. They get them on Dolby Surround and Aluga and... They're for free, you know, you can consume them for free. And beside this, we create a huge multilingual archive, which is unique. So what happened is, in June, we came from 20,000 users to 100,000 uh, unique visits per month on a website. I said, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And then uh, to make this long story short, in May this year, we had 12 million page impressions with 5.6 million returning visitors, and the average time on site is about 10 minutes per visit. Wow. Okay, let's go back. I think we need to break it down further. <laughs> so, from so when you got to 100,000 unique visitors a month by just publishing those, you know, Creative Commons videos in uh, different languages, you clean them up. Did you do it? Did, did you and you hosted them on a Luga? Did you do anything else, or you just publish them and you start yeah. getting hits? No, we, we do marketing. That's why I said we use uh, Volume, for example. Uh -huh. That's a tool. That is, uh, that's a tool. That it provides an AI. It recognizes where a user comes from. Okay. And what he's looking on Aluga, and it makes suggestions how we could uh, put online advertisement into exactly this area to get more audience. Right. I can tell you, we do not invest more than 3,000 bucks a month for marketing, for online marketing. That's all. And we would never use Google or Facebook marketing. We don't throw money on these evil dudes. So you, <laughs> so you started publishing those videos uh, by cleaning them up, and you got a bunch of traffic from there. Um, it's crazy, yes. How many of those people were turning into Aluga customers? Not customers, users, free users. 
I, I would imagine a very small amount, but still a significant amount. Actually, I can tell you, it's a, in, in percentage, I think it's about 50 to 60% they turn into registered users. Just by watching those, those Dracula movies? Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, wow. Okay. So how did you get to millions of page views after that? Let's go from June till now. Where you getting? What did you do? Actually, we, we, every month we optimized. So we had a meeting every month. Okay, this was the last month. We, we uh, promoted those videos in these areas. We need tier one areas, tier two, tier three areas. We analyzed every month where exactly it goes to. We are that good already. For example, we had a customer a couple of weeks ago um, who does videos about photography. And he said, okay, I would like to get Chinese customers watching my videos. How could we do this? I said, okay, you give me a marketing. How much do you want? In which area? And the money you want to invest? The money you want to spend? And he said, okay, this is the X amount of money I want to spend. I don't want to get 50,000 views in Chinese in America. I said, okay, you got this. And we can exactly target the group and the exact area for the exact language with volume and propeller ads and things we are using. And we're getting, so we do not count uh, video views below 10 seconds. Okay. But I mean, you get statistics, so we can exactly tell you how long those videos got watched in which language from which area. And they were quite excited. They said, wow, we did not expect this. I mean, I'm always like, holy shit, I need this video. Like we had a band in Germany. They do music in, 12, in, in sorry, eight language, eight or 10 languages. And they said, we want to become famous in Russia. So we need this song, special people should be in Russian and in Russia. We need 20, 30, 40,000 clicks. And I said, okay, it's probably a hundred bucks. We can exactly target it for you. And that's, that's how we optimize um, this from month to month. And this is how we get the views. Even now, after Corona flattened down more, we still have this month is not that much. It's probably 9 to 10 million, just 9 to 10 million. So it got lower for about 10 to 20%. But I still think, holy shit, that's pretty cool. So what else are you doing apart from doing all that crazy stuff to grow traffic on your site. We have a sales team. We do marketing. We, we exhibit on a lot of shows. Okay. And we, we try to spread the word everywhere. We do, as I said, we do a lot of education stuff. Mm -hmm. We have a project called Allocation, called Aluga Education. Mm -hmm. It's allocation.com. Mm -hmm. So there we use Aluga as a complete white-label solution, mm -hmm. which we also sell to customers. Right. So we show them a use case on Aluga. They go to Allocation. They see hundreds of multilingual education videos in Arabic, Hindi, Chinese, Russian, German, Spanish, Serbian, whatever. We put more and more languages on it. And then we create own use cases for white label solution. Great. So, for example, we have we have some companies to try to be like uh, a smaller Netflix. They need player. They need encoding. They need CDN. They need object storage. They need streaming. So they use the entire Aluga environment, and you would never see it's Aluga. Great, great. That just gave me an idea. Have you explored OTT networks where you can? 
integrate with things like Roku and other streaming platforms where you can have a video, you can really translate it into different languages try and then push it out there to different different channels. Actually, we have customers, um, they are working with Netflix for subtitling. Mm-hmm. So one customer, for example, he is in India. He always provided uh, Netflix eight Indian languages. Right, okay. And the problem was they all have to come to Mumbai to his office and work there. And this work from home and things like this, he was struggling a lot because that. I don't know how can I control it and how can I see what they do and is it right or wrong and what's with the segment, the timing, timestamp, things like this. And actually, they started using Aluga so they upload a Netflix movie, mm-hmm. which is hidden, no one can see it. And then they have the team all around India that just log in from home and they work on it. And now instead of selling eight languages to Netflix, they sell them 15 to 20 languages. <laughs> Nice, nice. So, uh, but you've got all of this crazy stuff going on. Why did you do a launch on AppSumo? What's the reason behind that? So we have this, um, again, there's this AI stuff we need data for, which is important for our customers. Mm -hmm. And I want to repeat myself, whenever I can see what someone is doing, it's hidden, we cannot uh, listen to the data. The AI is just getting anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the segments that someone is fixing. Mm-hmm. But we need more video stuff to improve the, the AI for speech to text and machine translation. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things. The other thing is we, you know, AppSumo people always, we have some people on AppSumo that said, well, you make a shitload of money. I tell them, listen, you pay 69 bucks one time. <laughs> and you can use it the entire life. It's a lifetime deal. So we have to pay the storage and the traffic and CDN and encoding every month. So, and you know, AppSumo needs to make money as well. So we get a small amount of this 69 bucks. Mm-hmm. And but we calculate it because we know exactly how expensive it is to reach paying customers. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, this is a win win situation. We get data, we get videos. People embed the video. We have a lot of AppSumo users. They embed the video to the website. Mm-hmm. And then you see the Aluga logo. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So it's a mix in between marketing, getting data, getting user feedback, getting users. And it's important that you get users, they complain. Mm-hmm. I don't need someone crawl my hairs here. I need someone to do I don't understand your product. It's stupid. I don't know how to use it. I hate it. And these people, if I can, if I can convince and convert this complaining people into happy customers, even if I just adjust my product here and there because they do not understand, then I made a great job. And getting these people, you can buy these people. You can buy users. I mean, you know yourself. You can buy. You can pay companies using your product and give you the feedback. They're hell expensive. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. We had a lot of offers. With, Holy shit, it's so expensive. I mm-hmm. can hire own people for this money. Mm-hmm. And now we have a few more people. They're happy. They give the feedback. We get users. We get data. The videos get embedded. They use our player. So, and we were ready at this time. Unfortunately, Corona came in between because we had a big press conference at the South by Southwest this year mm-hmm. because of the dubbing tools and things like this and the new AI we worked on. 
Unfortunately, this didn't happen, but the combination of South by Southwest and AppSumo and winning the Tata uh, Innovation Hub, we won the Tata Innovation Hub, you know, working with the European PGA, this was all combined. And AppSumo fitted in perfectly into this timing. Right. That's great. So how many, so just for someone who's actually listening to this and they might think, okay, we might do AppSumo for a different reason than money. How many users did you pick up and how much money do you reckon you're going to end up making from it? I don't know if I can talk about this, but uh, it's a a four-digit number on users. Oh, great, great. That's that's really good. And what's been your feedback uh, from the customers? From, uh, I hate you, you're a bad asshole, you cheat the people, someone should kill you, to... Dude, it's amazing. I love the product. I lo- and that's what I'm so proud about is I love the way you guys do support. A lot of comments you can read is even I got an email today. Dude, I bought a product because I saw you and I had a chat with you and you're so passionate about the product. I had to buy it. I had to be part of it. Actually, it's everything in between. We have people like we had a customer on AppSumo. He bought a product mm-hmm. and he came online and said, What's this shit? I said, what do you mean? We do not sell shit or toilets. Oh, what are you talking about? This shitty product, it's really shitty. I, I downloaded it, I, 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 I use it, and it doesn't translate my videos. You guys cheated people, I go to the police. That's what he said. I said, dude, what's wrong with you? We never said we translate your videos. Oh, you do. I said, okay, if we did this, please show me it and apologize, you got the money back. I didn't find it where you said it. Well, yeah, because we didn't pay. So he went to AppSumo and gave us a very bad, uh, and he was a big lie. He gave a very bad review. Uh-huh. And we talked to AppSumo and said, listen, this is a big lie. And what he's saying is really mean. And we cannot accept this as a review. Mm-hmm. So you have all of that. Right. And then I agree on, on AppSumo. It's really good to see because people say the product is, Probably for some of them, it's kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. And then I need a small, I need to be motivated to get in an hour or two or three. And I said, yeah, I totally agree. But I mean, once you understand the product, if you use Adobe Premiere or DaVinci Resolve, it will take you months to get in. But in the end, you get great results. So if you're not willing to invest a couple of hours for learning curve, you should always use YouTube because easy to upload, that's it. Right. So Bernard, um, one last thing. So imagine who's listening to someone who's listening to this and they've been <clears throat> saying, you know, the, the same advice, uh, which is very sound, that look, you should talk to customers, really build a product based on customer feedback and then start to get customers as soon as possible. And as you build, you should talk to them, blah, blah, blah. But you went the completely other way where you just followed your vision and you ignored everything else. Um, what would be your advice to people, the visionaries or the people who are just starting out just generally? You know, it's always easy to give you uh, my point of view from outside mm-hmm. because I see one thing. I had this vision, this big vision with Aluga. And when people always tell me, like even my uh, employees come in, like my UX, UI designer say, hey, you know, this guy did it like this and this is it. Hey, stop, stop, stop. I don't want to know it. I don't care who he did it and how he did it. I must get the impression it works well. 
And I'm a stupid person. So if I understand the product, almost everyone can understand. My advice always is, of course, you can listen to others, but the vision is in your mind, it's in your head. And no one can look into your head. No one can connect the dots in your head. Mm-hmm. So if this is your vision, you should go with it. If you fail, you still don't fail because you will learn a lot. Mm-hmm. I I lost two times my companies and I lost two times everything. And both of the times I could say, oh, because of this customer, because of this CEO. No, I was the idiot. I had this customer. I hired the CEO. So if I went back some steps, it was always me making this mistake. Mm-hmm. And I'm always happy that I lost everything because I learned a lot. And in my opinion, and that's what I always tell the people, young startup entrepreneurs as well, don't listen too much to others. Don't be money-driven. Really, don't be money-driven. If you believe in a product and you can sell it, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. If you do not want to sell it or you cannot sell it, you still learn a lot. Mm-hmm. I can tell you we already, there are some very well-known companies, they contacted us to invest into us or even buy us mm-hmm. for a lot of money. I could stop working. And I said, no, this is, the vision is not ready. So, I mean, on one hand, you can create a product you want to sell, which is okay. But on the other hand, and this is very German-like, I think, is, and that's a good thing, is that my investor, it's a 200-year-old it's a industrial family, which has about, 25 to 30,000 employees. Mm-hmm. So they are in the long term. They understand that the vision needs time. Mm-hmm. And another advice is honestly, um, people always say, oh, the product has to be ready. I say, I don't give a fuck. If it's cool, we publish it. If it doesn't work and we did a mistake, okay, that's it. But don't wait too long. Get out with the product, listen to the feedback, fix it or remove it and always be honest to yourself and say, okay, this is bullshit. Well, I, my decision six months ago, it's so stupid. As I have the knowledge today, I get rid of it. Great. You should really do that. Bernard, thank you very much. It's, uh, it, was, it was a great pleasure talking to you and hearing your point of view. Very refreshing. And then the fact that <laughs> you managed to lose two companies and you still have the energy to keep going and it looks like you've built yeah, a company. A great software. I've actually used it. And it's great. Um, gives a lot of hope to me, and uh, I hope whoever's listening to it would get a lot of inspiration from it. So, thank you very much, and uh, I hope to speak to you again. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much. You too. Bye bye. And that's it for this episode of Launch Legends. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and share more online marketing launch stories, please search for Launch Legends in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.